Welcome to Family Financial Feuds from the University of Illinois Extension. Welcome everyone. My name is Kamaya Walsh-Bashar and I'm a consumer economics educator with University of Illinois Extension and I'm joined today by my two awesome colleagues. Hi, this is Kathy Sweebler. And I'm Sasha Grabbensetter. And today... We have a very fun topic for you. I mean, all our topics are fun, but we also have like another fun one for you today. We're going to be talking about setting financial goals. That's a fun topic? (laughs) (laughs) I think so. I really do. All right. All right. Well, let's see where this goes. Okay. So what are goals, Kathy and Kamaya? You know, this is such a great question because as I as I was as we were like preparing for this and I'm trying to figure out okay what what is my goal what are my goals and how do I go about creating those and what are my objectives and my mission in life and what are some of the things that I want to achieve so they're just for me they're like overarching things that I want to accomplish things that I want to work towards doesn't mean that I work towards them in a timely manner as I would like to, but these are things that I want to get done, and I want to figure out ways to get these things done. Okay, that's mm-hmm. a good. That's a good way, Kathy. You know, I think some the goals help me kind of put into like either a conversation or write it down. Like, what are my values and where do I want to do with my life? Like, how what it, how do those things all intertwine time and um kind of helps me get a focus. Okay. Because sometimes life is just sort of like so many different directions and it's hard for me to keep like my eye on the bigger pieces. So a financial goal then would be a goal that you're setting for the future possibly with a component of money. Yes. Right? <clears throat> yes. And mm-hmm. so many of, I think, of our personal goals end up involving money. Mm-hmm. Even oh, if yeah. the goal isn't really about money, it takes money. Yes. So what do you think are some goals that don't involve money? this is a hard one because we really like i mean i really struggle to me it's like so many of my goals like okay i want to travel okay Mm -hmm. well that takes money Mm -hmm. i want to retire oh that Mm -hmm. takes money um i did come up with eating less eating less doesn't take money (laughs) (laughs) yep um i couldn't come up with any because i was thinking about the whole healthy piece as well too i thought about like the whole healthy piece with wanting to eat a little better and then i'm like well what does that mean, though? That involves money to some degree. So what about you, Seisha? <clears throat> um, I mean, we were talking about this earlier, but, you know, Kathy kind of mentioned, like, getting pregnant is a goal. <laughs> that That's not a current call. goal. No, it's not my current goal. Oh, goodness gracious, no. But, you know, it doesn't cost any money to get pregnant. So, I mean, obviously there's fees and mm-hmm. things incurred afterwards. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think, you know, that's that's one of the ways that some goals that are not money yeah, some environments. So, so listeners out there, mm-hmm. I think you know, we'll throw this challenge out to you. You're probably better at us than us at thinking Brainstorm. Of, like realistic, what kind of goals do you have that don't require money? It's just worth thinking about. Yeah, I'd bit. love to hear hear from our listeners. And you know, I was thinking now that we've talked about it a little bit, I'm thinking about it more because my uh, my six year old got um, this newsletter and they were talking about reading more with like your kids. Mm. Um, so things like that that are personal goals that you want might want to do, and it was showing the breaking down like the amount of time that you spend reading and how this exposes them to more words. So if that's like a goal where you know you're not thinking necessarily about money because you could borrow books from the library. Um, oh. My kids' school they send them home with books that they bring home to read and then they take back so that's that was cool. like one that i'm like oh yeah 
No money. I'm not thinking about money with that one. I was thinking about less screen time. That's another one I was thinking about. Like, you know, just uh, being more present Mm -hmm. than being on, like, a phone or a device or whatever it may be. So those are some of the things. Those are good examples. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So if you had to set, um, let's talk about goals. Um... You know, why do we set financial goals? Like, what, what, what is the piece of it that, you know, like, helps us as educators help other people set financial goals? Good. Yeah. I mean, one of the tools that I think all of us use whenever we're working with people is to talk about SMART goals. Okay. And that is really just a way to remember, you know, kind of the components that can go into a goal. Um, and we usually encourage people to write it down. I always say, if you have this idea out there, it's like a dream. Mm-hmm. And if you really wanted to make it happen, you've got to get it into a SMART goal. Mm-hmm. And I really encourage people to write it down. So, Can you tell me what SMART means, Kathy? Yes, getting there. <laughs> so SMART means um, S is for specific, M is for measurable, A is for agreed upon, like with whoever else you're sharing money with. R is really realistic, and T is for, like, time. What's the date? Would you like an example? Here, let me give you my big dream, right? Okay. Um, let's say I, I want to move to Key West in the next 10 years. We're not helping you with that goal. <laughs> <laughs> we want you to stand in Illinois. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I'm just, uh, okay, so um, maybe I... Realistically, goals. Hmm. You know, one that I always come to mind easy for me as Seisha is thinking. Sorry to butt no, in fine, right there. Seisha is thinking. I always think about for back to school. That's my favorite example to use because I remember oh, yeah. using this example once. I'm um, in a class that I was teaching, and it was getting close to back to school time, and I was talking with these parents, and I okay, so how much do you actually need to buy like back to school supplies cuz your teacher the teachers give you a list of what you need so say for example depending on the amount of children oh i need to get like $200 by 2 months uh so you have like your time to where your time is so you have a specific amount that you need you know the amount of weeks that you have to get that amount and you decide how much you're going to save each week or every 2 weeks because you have, like, your deadline when you need to get it a few days before school starts, so they have their supplies to bring back to school. So that's one example that I usually jump to really quickly. I think that's actually think better that. than mine. Like, that, that's a really good one. Um, back to school is, a, I think, a significant <laughs> expense for a lot of people. It is. And I like that one, too, because I can do the math in my head. So yeah. Let's say, <laughs> so let's say that it, you had decided it was going to cost $200 and mm-hmm. you had 10 weeks. Yeah. Then you know you need to find $20 a week. week. Yes. Which um, then you could start setting it aside, you know, in a safe place in mm-hmm. your house or in a, you know, in your account. savings account or something. And you can check on yourself. After a month, you should have about $40. I mean, no, with, um, yeah, $40 set aside. Mm-hmm. And if... That isn't there. You've got like a wake up call. Like, yeah. Uh, now mm-hmm. I've got less time to now, do this. Yeah. Now I have less time to get mm-hmm. more. Now I have to increase that dollar amount mm-hmm. in order to be in order there. to be there at that right. time. Otherwise, it's probably going to go on a credit card, mm-hmm. or I might have to borrow the money, or yeah. my kid just doesn't get new school supplies. <laughs> well, and that's a good point. Let's say you figure it out, and you're like, I don't have that money, and mm-hmm. I don't. It doesn't seem like a realistic goal. I can't get two hundred dollars in ten. Right. And maybe that's a good time to check with your school district. Are there some other avenues to get yes. those school supplies? That's true. And that works even more like mm-hmm. if you're talking bigger goals, like I'm going to save for a down payment on a house. 
well, maybe when you figure it out, you're like, well, that doesn't seem like I can really quite do that. You either going to have to change the size of your down payment or mm-hmm. maybe change the size of the house you're buying or stretch out the time period. Yeah. I was going to say that too with the time period because if, for example, um, you know, back to school is a surety. So maybe I'm going to plan for like that 10 weeks, but I'm going to give myself a little bit of wiggle room. So have that 10 weeks end in July instead of pushing it into August. So just giving yourself a little bit, yeah, yeah, giving yourself a little bit of wiggle room. Or if you know it's going to be really tight, really watch for those specials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, when do kind of goals become a feud within your family or even within yourself? Like when we kind of kind of already talked about that mm-hmm. a little bit with like the time, right? Because with if you don't have enough time, then you feel more stressed because right. now you have to come up with more money in a shorter period. Mm-hmm. So what are some other examples? Well, I think most of us have multiple goals at a time. Yes. You know, there's, I mean, we want a lot of things and we want a lot of things out of our lives. So for me right now where I am in my life, um, you know, I want to retire and I want to have money to do that. You can never retire. <laughs> never. No. If I can't go to Key West, you can never retire. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And, uh, but I also really love to travel. And we like to go um, to pretty, you know, nice places yeah and we like to travel nice so we did all the like backpacking traveling cheap now we're like into that other mode and um so those sometimes those are in conflict for me like i have to think clearly i mean this year has been a big like assessing of that like how much do we want to put towards travel now if that postpones retirement Mm -hmm. or makes work difficult like there's just a lot of variables and so internally i've had to work through that it's not like i necessarily had a conflict with my husband on it just me right me thinking about I it. To think about it i think um one most recently i had a, a conflict with my spouse about um the amount of down payment for our new house we really struggled with um how much house to buy right and then we didn't want to pay the the pmi, PMI. the in, the insurance the primary mortgage insurance we really wanted to keep away from that. So when we're looking at a more expensive house, I'm like, this is a lot of money that we are going to have to put down for this house. Um, so we really struggled with that piece of it to kind of go, go forward with how big of a house versus like kind of downsizing a little bit than what we wanted. But what a great example, because you both had the same goal. You yes. wanted to buy a new house for your family and you were interested in getting a little bit bigger house than mm-hmm. what you had. But defining bigger and how much that's where it kind of got down to that nitty yeah right. it did like, yeah. yeah i mean some of the houses that we were looking at in texas were a lot bigger and more significantly um a little bit more expensive and the houses here that we were looking at were um almost about the same price range but because of where we were the cost of living things like that it might have been it was a little more acceptable and so having to kind of really look at like maybe we really can't afford that that dollar amount house maybe we need to be looking like this much less and so we had to really sit down and talk about it. Yeah. I had a similar example, too, with when we were trying to figure out when to start, like, 529 um, college-saving plans for our daughter. And we had, like, other things that we were working on. So we were trying to figure out, like, which was the best one we wanted to do. Um, we were in a different state. We were trying to figure out if we wanted to do one that go with that state or the state that we want to move to and just working, trying to figure it out, working around all of it, plus trying to pay things off. So we were 
you know, contemplating, do we pay off our student loans first, get all of that done first before we can really commit to this. So that was like a thing that we butt heads on for a little while. But in the end, I think we eventually figured it out and um, we got to like a good place where we were comfortable and ready to make um, the step together. I will say, I think a lot of parents, and Kathy and I have talked about this before, like previously, um, about how there's this clash between wanting to save for your child and wanting to save for your own retirement. Like that's like a big um, Mm -hmm. feud, I think even within ourselves and then within our spouses and then between each other, right? Um, This idea of like, well, I really want to provide for my child, but I have my own experiences of how I was provided for, not provided for, and I really would like my own retirement, right? Mm -hmm. I think that that conflicts with a lot of people and maybe a lot of our listeners as well. Yeah, and that goes back to the values too that we attach to things like how our experience and how we were taught about money and grew up, Mm -hmm. um, how that affects like how we think about like our financial goals and you know, that might be different than how our partners think about it. So that could always cause issues there sometimes. And some of these things kind of jump up and surprise you. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you're you're living or you're living with somebody or you're married with somebody and you're working together on these goals and, and overall you may have talked and it's like, yeah, we're all on the same yeah, yeah. page, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we want to have yeah. children. <laughs> we value education. You know, what else do you have to say? And then, but when it gets down again to that, like, well, okay, we value children and we value education, but how much in dollars, right? <laughs> yeah. And how does that play out in the other parts of our lives? Are we, you know, what's, mm-hmm. and I think it often for us, we've come, had to come to places where we were like satisfied, but not thrilled necessarily. If that yeah. makes any mm-hmm. sense, like, okay, this is what we can do right now. We're both comfortable here maybe it can expand in the future but right now this is where we are and real realistically this is how much we can put away for kids education yeah because we're not going to set aside for myself i wasn't going to set aside my retirement goal completely yeah. while saving for college but i figured well we'll some of it we'll have to figure out when we get there yeah it's kind of been a struggle for me actually like that that piece of like saving for my for my son and then saving for myself right um and that's why i even wrote that blog post about like when his birthday or Christmas comes around, like I really, mm-hmm. we provide it. I, I personally feel like we provide enough for him. And you know, if you would like to donate to yeah. his education fund, then please do. But, um, you know, that's a different topic for a different day, but you know, I, I'm happy that people are willing to do that, you know, to right. help us, help us grow his fund and help us provide for that mm-hmm. future for him as well. So <laughs> it's kind of a nice, a nice piece of it. Yeah. So if we had to, um, like, really break down SMART goals, like, let's say, like, I just want, I come to your class, and I'm like, Kathy, Kamaya, I just want to save. Like, how, how do we kind of build that, that goal up for that person who just is, like, looking to save, like, $10 a week, $5 a week, or even, t- like, $20 a week? Because I think for a lot of listeners, like, they're looking for that, like, that beginning, how do I make that, I just want to save to a, a specific SMART goal? The first thing that comes to my mind is what matters to you? What's important to you? Okay. What are some things that you really want to work towards? Because it's great, like, to have the big overarching, like, saving, wanting to save. Um, but just like oh, Kathy was saying that she likes to travel, well, that's a great incentive for me to want to save because mm-hmm. I want to save so that I can afford to travel. So I think one of the first things would be just to get to know the person a little bit and ask them, What's what? What's important to you? 
It's a good way to start mm-hmm. it. And how can you stay, how can you keep that, like, at the top of your brain? Because there's so many things, maybe I have less brain space than other people. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things competing in my mind. So many things mm-hmm. that we need to do, that people want, you know, mm-hmm. we have multiple family members and things. That sometimes I need, like, some way to remind myself of what it is I'm trying to do. So I know, you know, sometimes like it'll be a picture on a refrigerator or a mirror or, you know, I really love, for example, anticipating trips. So like mm-hmm. I plan way out <laughs> and I mean, it drives some of my other family members crazy. But, you know, because <laughs> then I can have that, like that's my goal. Like that's yep. where I'm working towards mm-hmm. and I know that's where I'm going. So again, that's why I think it's helpful to really be kind of be able to think about what is it I'm trying to get to mm-hmm. and why. And I like that example that you give of having like kind of a visual aid to help remind you of that as well too. Maybe you're not a visual person more. Maybe it's more about words and you mm-hmm. really like to see the words like I'm that saving for my trip to Costa Rica or to New York or LA or Disneyland or whatever it is. Like I, that's, that could be that for that person. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other thing that helps us is when we can make something a habit. Because mm-hmm. if we have to think about, do we want to save this money for this, or are we going to spend it for this every time we have that money available, then I feel like um, it's hard, easier to get off track. So again, just you know, if it's possible to do automatic deposit, I mean automatic um, transfers, transfers. Thank you mm-hmm. from like your paycheck into a savings account. Mm-hmm. You know, so it just happens. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, or if that doesn't work out for you right now, you you know you're income's not that consistent or your expenses aren't that consistent, then, you know, maybe you find a different way to save for it. Like whenever you have overtime, you put that money in. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people that get reimbursed for their travel yes. and that, that check goes into savings for a new car. Or their or, like third check of the month or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, or the third check that yes. comes on. The extra so paycheck. Mm-hmm. kind of look for those things that help you get that money set aside. So it may not be as regular, but it's still a habit. Mm-hmm. Like when this money shows up, it goes here. And it's not like, oh, I got an extra check this month. What should I do with it? Okay. I like it. But go, even going back to your questions, I'm thinking about this. Sorry. Going back to your question. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying going back to your question. You know, what if it's just, I just want to save. Yeah. I'm I not thinking about save. any goals. I'm not thinking about anything that I'm going to work towards because things are tight, but I know I need to put money away. I just want to save. I just need yeah. to save. Yeah. Then I, I, a big thing for me is just, okay, how much do you want to save each month? How much do you think you can save each month? And just look through that, that spending plan and yes. see where is there, first of all, is there money available? Mm-hmm. Because for some people there might not be. Um, maybe reevaluating like the process. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, you're spending a lot of money in food. Maybe you're going out to eat too much. Maybe we just need to rein that mm-hmm. in and, and then maybe take $20 of that and put it towards savings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... I think that's a good way to put it yeah. for people to help them. And, you know, interesting, I've worked with people before where every month they spent all their money, but they didn't go over. Like they, you mm-hmm. know, it was like they just had an internal check clock mm-hmm. in their head that would keep track of that. So when they decided to save, they just sort of did like what Kamaya said was, well, like how much? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's going to be, I don't know, $100 a month. Great. They just put $100 a month in mm-hmm. and... They couldn't have told me where they backed it off, but they still stayed on. So yeah. even though they weren't a person that kept track of their budget or mm-hmm. did that, they were able to just, once they made that commitment to themselves and they would have that money put in there either automatically or they'd write that check or whatever mm-hmm. to transfer it, it just works for them because yeah. they've decided this is what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And so then they're just a little more careful. 
or whatever it is. Yeah. And it works. Um, you have to know who you are. That's true. I would say going down like a rabbit hole because that's where I'm going. <laughs> um, there is some research that was done a while back ago about uh, savings plans. Um, I think Kathy and I have talked about this. And Kamaya, I don't, I'm not sure. I couldn't tell you where it's from right now. I'll have to look it up and maybe write a blog post about it. But um, the people were able to sit down with, they could either sit down with a financial planner or they could just enroll into the savings plan at their office, at their job. And they could either, their next paycheck, that money that they would have, like, Let's say they made $100, okay, and um, their next paycheck was going to be $120, but that $20 would go straight into a savings account. Um, so these people actually, like, they opted in to have that money just taken out of their check without them mm-hmm. even knowing and putting it someplace safe. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of them actually stayed in the plan and actually maxed out their retirement savings um, because they're able to just kind of opt in and put mm-hmm. that money away. I think I'm thinking maybe the same research or something slightly yeah. different. But where people decided that they were going to put X percentage away from their paycheck into the retirement plan. But then they opted into something where if they got a raise, so let's say they got a 3% raise, mm-hmm. which would be nice, then if you know, <laughs> then that would automatically up the amount they put by like 50% of whatever the raise was, let's say. So then instead of having put away 1%, they would then put away 2.5%. Mm-hmm. But they'd be bringing home... You know, still yeah. some extra money from the leftover piece of that. And I'm pretty that, sure it's the same. I, yeah. I, I, it's the same concept of, like, taking that automatic. So I guess um, just to build off of – we are talking about goals and goal setting, but I think, you know, if we're talking about, like, I just want to save. Right. Like, that's a great way to be like, you know what, automatically every month mm-hmm. this this dollar amount is going to go straight there. And then, you know, if I get a raise or get, like, a little bonus, that's money's straight going to go straight there too. So, like, just putting it away automatically in a different account. I think really does help yes. to make that savings mm-hmm. goal reality. I mean, when I first started working, I was just working part-time. Um, it was, you know, year by year. I never had a contract that lasted more than a year for like the first 13, 15 years of my mm-hmm. work oh my life. Mm-hmm. And so we just sort of decided that my money would never be money we lived on mm-hmm. because it was, we weren't really sure, you know, we'd have, yeah. we'd have it again. Mm-hmm. And so always that money was, you, you know, was would go into some kind of savings or maybe we do like a home improvement or something on it where again we weren't it wasn't in our monthly budget though so mm-hmm. we didn't have to depend on it like we could have skipped that home improvement if we had had to if we didn't if I didn't get hired back on and that has really helped us a lot because it just worked out for Jonathan and I because he had this job that we had an annual salary and mine was more you know on and off right. over time and different amounts and so um yeah, that was the way I think we got so far. We got ahead is we never really kind of grew our spending to quite match what we were. Doing. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it goes back to the concept of paying yourself first. Like the pleasure you get from that, the pleasure you get from seeing um, like your savings or other things that you have building up over time. I agree. Yes. And it was such a great reward when I went back to work because the first thing I bought after we got some money was dining room chairs. You know, dining room tables with no chairs? Oh, no. Because we had inherited a dining room table, and I really wanted dining room chairs, but we never really had the money to do it. So that was like, I was putting some away in savings, but I could also, like, do some things that have been Mm -hmm. on our our list of wants for a while. That's good. Um, I wanted to just like bring in some other research that we found about goal setting. Um, this comes from Dr. Gail Matthews from the Dominican University of California. Um, she recently did a study, I'm, I believe with her students, there's about 258 participants and the students were made to 
there were groups of them and they were made to write down their goals. Um, and it actually turned out that the students who wrote down, who wrote down the goals and then shared it with someone else actually achieved them more efficiently, effectively than the other students did. So I just wanted to bring that piece in it as well. So the importance of kind of writing down your goals mm-hmm. and if necessary, sharing them yes. with others. Sharing them with others. I think that comes to that idea back to what we were saying about when you have a dream in your head, mm-hmm. it's not, you're not really tied to it. But once you've written it down and you've shared it verbally, you're kind of accountable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even if you're only accountable to yourself, you're still accountable. Or your partner, you know, mm-hmm. um, or even like a, a child, you know, like I, if I told my son, hey, we're going, we're going to go on a Disney World. Like if I didn't sit down and do the, the specific pieces of it, he would be like, well, we're never going to go to Disney World because you <laughs> never got there. So yeah. just some things to think about. <laughs> um, so I think another thing that we're talking about goals is like you definitely need to evaluate them. And if they are really too large, like we're talking about dream goals, mm-hmm. is to put those pieces together, those steps, those stair steps. That's a lot better. <laughs> stair steps down, you know, like to put those, you know, take it, take mm-hmm. it from I want to save to I want to save this much money on a specific basis. Yes. Yeah. And even to, you know, build on that, like say you want, um, you want to save for retirement. You haven't, you haven't been able to start doing that. What are the action steps that go into that? There's quite a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you probably need to, like, visit with HR, human resources, to find out, does your place of business have a, a retirement, retirement plan? plan? <laughs> yeah, you know, there may be forms to fill mm-hmm. out. We have to figure out how much you can do. So, you know, I really, I'm a list maker, so I really like to take those big things and then break them up into little pieces. Even going to Disney World, like, how far away is that? Yeah. Can we drive? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, where would you, what motel would you choose? Um, would we stay on the, on the resort? Yeah. So, I mean, Sorry, just give me options. Yeah, so, you know, but that's the thing. You consider all those options. Like, mm-hmm. I have to decide where I'm going to stay. That's an, a baby step. That's very true. And I think, too, even like the evaluation piece is not even just the bringing it from big to small, but... Have, it, have your goals changed a little bit? What life event has happened that has caused you to rethink certain things or rearrange like what your goals are right now and what you want your goals to be in the future too? So that's part of the evaluation piece and not being too hard on yourself if you have to make adjustments. Well, I was just told I can never go to Key West, so. <laughs> well, you can have a vacation moment. <laughs> <laughs> only teasing, only teasing. Uh, no, I agree with you, Kamaya, that if a if a goal isn't working, you have to reevaluate and and say, you almost have to check yourself. Yeah, like I said earlier, it's like a ch- uh, you know when we we're talking earlier, just a check engine light. Like, hey, <laughs> is this is this still what you want to do? Maybe yes. not. Time to uh, reevaluate. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Because life just has a way of changing, and things look differently, and even our values change. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we really. Just because you've written it down doesn't mean it's, you know, in cement, can't be modified. You might need to really do some major modifications. Or you might say, this is still a goal of our family, but really not right now. We just can't work on this goal right now. It's going to have to pause and we're going to have to focus on some other things. Put on the back burner for yeah. a little bit. And as a side note, too, for like our techie people, we don't necessarily mean that you need to get like pen and paper out and have like this long list. On, on paper there's other ways that you can write down your goals there's mm-hmm. other things that you can do on your phone um, on your computers like you have different ways that you can um, have those goals like down somewhere and be visible yes could be the background of your computer it i don't know 
Well, and, you know, one activity that I sometimes do with people, too, is ask them to create, like, a visual picture of their goals. Mm-hmm. So if they're not, you know, some people like to be really specific and write down words. Mm-hmm. But for other people, a, a visual that they've either drawn or a collage they've made or something they've done on an art program, that helps them really, you know, do the same things we talked about. Think about where are you now? Where do you want to be? How are you going to get there? And then make a picture of it. Oh, I love that. I kind of want to go home and do that. <laughs> like, go home and, like, make a picture. I know. Of, like, it just excites you. Because I think, you know, because uh, ra- another rabbit hole, like, a retirement for most people looks different mm-hmm. than what we think it is, right? And I, I know that I've had this conversation with Kathy a lot about, you know, reti- we always think, like, we're going to the beach or we're going on mm-hmm. these big vacations. But really, in reality, it's spending time with people we love and yeah. being with them. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a very different view. Yeah. Okay, back up the rabbit hole. We'll come out of that. <laughs> I like rabbit holes. All right. Yep. Love this conversation. Um, and then of course, you know, being flexible, kind of like we we're talking about, reevaluating, but also being flexible with with life and mm-hmm. our goals and things like that. Um, but it also can help you reevaluate your priorities. Mm-hmm. So we um, when we talk about like you know which goal is more important overall, I think we have to decide. That, I mean, there are lots of mini goals, but mm-hmm. there might be an overall arching one that right. has to be in, in focus. Priorities. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So when I think about goals, I think about, you know, kind of where I am right now and where I want to be and how am I going to get there. So thinking about the ways and different strategies that um, I could use to get to that place of where I want to be. Um, you hear me? I haven't said anything about retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm ever gonna retire. <laughs> don't say that. No, you can't say that. Um, but um, you know that that's a big one for me as well too because you know I think about just me and my husband walking off into the sunset. That's our retirement, like holding <laughs> hands, walking off into the sunset. So that's one thing that we've talked about with you know like what our plans are for the future and what we want to see you know, getting our kids a little push and then we go and do our own thing. So the the picture piece mm-hmm. that Kathy was talking about, that's it for me. Just like seeing us holding that and walking off into the sunset. And that kind of just frames a lot of things for me when we talk about like, you know, what age we want to retire and how we're going to be saving and investing to get there. I think just another piece to add in there is I think, you know, it's been so great to be able to have these kind of conversations yes. with Seisha and Shamaya and um, you probably you might talk about it with your friends or other family members as well. But sometimes having a community that's focused on some of these things can really help mm-hmm. you. So one of the organizations where I really find like a community that's focused on that is called America Saves, and they're really their main one of their main focuses is to encourage people to save money for whatever goal they want to. Mm-hmm. And so you can go to their website, which is americasaves.org. And set a savings goal. Again, now you don't have to have a pen and paper. You can write <laughs> it on the computer or on your phone. And again, it, they don't track it. They don't like ask you to put in dollar, you know, dollar amounts every week or anything. Um, but you'll get like you have access to their website, which has great resources, and I love their blog. And you can also get phone text messages for little nudges. So they only come out like three times a month or something. Oh yeah. But right. they're really creative and to Mm. me they just again that's that little nudge like it'll say 
Um, are you, where are you with your goals this month? Have you made your savings deposit or whatever? And they're more creative than what I just came up with. Um, <laughs> and um, it just helps me. Again, I feel like there's a community supporting me towards my goals. Mm-hmm. Um, their newsletter has like stories of savers. So I just, I throw that out there as a great resource, I think, mm-hmm. um, for they people are. who are kind of working towards these goals. Yes, and, absolutely. I've taken the pledge. I've taken say, the pledge many yeah, times. Yes, taken times. the pledge to say, yes, I want to be saving um, towards unexpected events each month. So I put away a certain amount each month. So that's just a pledge. It's it's not, they're not, you're not committing yourself to something that you can't get out of. It's more of a commitment to yourself. And they are sort of like that engine that's helping you to get to where you need to be. Well, we just want to thank you all for listening today. Yes. If you have any questions about goals or about the Consumer Economic Educator Team, you know, you can find us online. But we hope you enjoyed this podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Family Financial Feuds. If you'd like to learn more about the educators, Extension in Illinois, or just personal finance in general, you can check us out on the web at www.retirewell.illinois.edu.